Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And I'm really excited about today's topic. We're digging into Facebook ads. We're going to go deep. We're going to talk about Facebook for e-commerce. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify Pages, taking the pain out of building powerful, high converting e-commerce landing pages. If you're on Shopify, you have to check out Zipify Pages and also one-click upsells built by my friend and e-commerce entrepreneur Ezra Firestone. Check it out at zipify.com. My guest today, you're going to love him, and most of you probably know him anyway, but uh, I always run into Ralph and his business partner, Keith, and I hear them at events, and every time we turn around, people are talking about how awesome these guys are at Facebook. And so uh, Ralph and I had a chance to meet in Los Angeles recently at an event, struck up a conversation, had dinner with a group, and I was like, okay, Ralph, you got to get on, got to come on the podcast. He's also a fellow podcaster. So uh, my guest today is Ralph Burns. He's the agency CEO for Dominate Web Media. He also is the co-host of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast, which is really a top marketing podcast. If you're not a subscriber, you got to check it out. And so with that, Ralph, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, really excited. It's always good too to be on a podcast with a fellow podcaster because we know <laughs> I know you're just gonna you're gonna bring the thunder, and uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good. But let's let's kind of dive in. You know, I'd love to hear your background stories. So how did you, you know, get into social media marketing, and and what's kind of the genesis story behind Dominate Web Media? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I've been with my partner, Keith Krantz at Dominate Web Media for about four years now, but I actually uh, own and operate my own company. Um, and uh, we were the exclusive provider for all agency customers for Dominate Web Media. So Dominate Web Media has sort of an education side where we teach people how to run Facebook ads as well as do coaching. And then there's the full service agency, which is what I run. And, um, so yes, yeah, so I've been doing this for, well, I guess it was my ninth wedding anniversary. My wife gave me the four hour work week cause I was positively miserable working nice. the corporate job. Nice. <laughs> um, that's a good yeah. gift, man. That's, that's the gift that has paid quite the dividend, uh, uh, for you guys. Well, whenever she blames me for working too much, I always say, well, you started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you gave me the damn It's book. your fault. It's your totally your fault. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So after she gave me that, I, you know, I, I was really looking for something different. I really knew that I didn't want to work for somebody else and I wanted to start my own business. So I was a, uh, I was a director of sales at that point in time for a, a lab company. And, uh, I started a sales management blog, believe it or not. I figured if they ever found out, you know, my WordPress blog, I actually did all the programming myself and did the themes and all the stuff that I have no interest in ever doing ever again. <laughs> um, and, uh, they found out about it. And like two years later, after sort of a big corporate shakeup, about a year and a half later, actually, uh, I was fired. So that was the wow. second time I was fired in the corporate world wow. uh, about four or five years before that. And sort of the same kind of thing had happened. So it was a, it was a clear signal to me that I shouldn't work for somebody else and I should figure out what to do with my life. And uh, I just fell in love with, with online marketing, uh, started uh, doing affiliate work for a bunch of the top uh, affiliate networks and, uh, you know, did pay-per-click advertising just like you guys did Google AdWords, nice. Bing, Yahoo way back when. 
and uh, did a lot of affiliate stuff there. So I really loved marketing. Believe it or not, that was actually my major in college, which is sort of rare in this day and age. That is actually. rare. And and uh, but I am I am in the same boat. I I graduated with a degree in a degree in marketing as well. Uh, you know, I think it probably helped a little bit. The real world stuff's way more valuable, but. But it is rare, man. It's rare to be practicing in the field you get your you got your degree in. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I mean, I think uh, a lot of it just has to do with human psych psychology, which is something that I probably should have majored in. But, um, but anyway, so I I was running ads for affiliate networks, and I ended up becoming uh, sort of a super affiliate for a bunch of different networks when uh, the Facebook ad platform first started. So immediately all the affiliates that were in our space started checking it out. But back then the targeting for Facebook was really kind of basic. It was like where you live, you know, what's your marital status, gender, age, that kind of thing. So I said, well, if that's the targeting, you know, one of the networks that I was promoting at that point in time was uh, Christian Mingle Dating Service. So nice. <laughs> I, uh, I, I ended up using the Facebook ads platform for that. And um, so any 25-year-old uh, Austin area female that uh, saw ads on Facebook six years ago, I'm truly sorry for that because that was probably <laughs> my horrific ad. Um, so, but it was limiting. And uh, so I kind of got away from it. And went I wonder, I wonder how many marriages you, you helped coordinate. <laughs> Ralph, that's, uh, that's pretty uh, You know, impressive. that is an interesting thing to think about. I, yes. I sort of always thought that uh, I wasn't really doing good in the world, but I, I like the way that you phrased that. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's good. So I kind of got away from the Facebook ad platform, and then about two years later, about a year and a half later, they really stepped it up that they have now. So I came back to it and, um, you know, started running Facebook ads for customers. And that's when I actually met my my partner, Keith. And it's been four years now we've been doing this and uh, yeah, really loving it. And the platform is better than ever right now. So Yeah, it's really exciting. And, and you know, we I just continually hear good things about you guys. And of course, I, I listen to the podcast, heard you guys speak. And so I've always been impressed. And, and what, what's interesting, I think for the most part, the e-commerce community is mostly all in favor of Facebook. I mean, people are are in on Facebook. If you go to a digital marketer event like Content and Commerce or Traffic and Conversion Summit where, where you and I met, you know, everybody there is either heavily invested in, in Facebook or they're about to be. But but for some people that that either are on the fence about Facebook or or maybe just those that are kind of new to it, what are still some of the misconceptions about Facebook advertising, some of the myths that you have to help someone overcome as you're kind of putting together your plan and your, your strategy and your campaigns? I think the biggest myth is that you can't sell on Facebook. I mean, you and I know that that's not the case, but I, we still come up against that pretty frequently. And, um, you know, I heard a statistic that there's now 5 million or 6 million advertisers on Facebook, but there's 90 million pages, business pages so a very, very small fraction of all the business pages on Facebook are actually advertising right now. So, I mean, it's less than 10%. Uh, and, you know, Facebook just announced that in their Q3 earnings call uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it's staggering how much potential growth, how many more businesses could be on Facebook. And I think a lot of those are e-commerce. I mean, selling physical products you know, lots of different SKUs. Um, big brands have definitely come in and, you know, done their fair share of spending here. But I, I still think that the big growth is in the small to mid-sized businesses. And a lot of those businesses, you know, they, they look at sort of how you do maybe search marketing or maybe just traditional advertising. And Facebook is a big mystery to them. 
And one of the things that we come up against, you know, with our coaching customers, as well as even our agency customers, is that it's really hard to sell on Facebook. And I wouldn't say it's easy, but you can actually sell on Facebook. And I think that's probably the biggest misperception that there is out there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's interesting. One, one of my employees went to a, a local marketing workshop here in Springfield, Missouri, which love love my city, but uh, it was put on by a local magazine. And, and the guy that was speaking, he was talking about social media and Facebook. And, and his whole premise was, you know, Facebook is really just like a cocktail. And it's like a cocktail party. And it's just all light. And it's you're just a little part of life. And you can't do it. And I'm like, dude, have you been on Facebook? And and like, that's, that's people's <laughs> whole lives are on Facebook. And you know, I know people that that's that's where they get their news and and you know fake news or otherwise whatever that that's where they get their news. Yeah. That's where they shop. That's where they do everything. So and that's where they watch video. Like it's not just this little fringe thing of of you know social media. It's it's people's lives now. And uh, 100% agree. We're we're seeing people all the time that are driving big business using Facebook and it, and it just it just totally makes sense. And one of the things that, that I'm excited about, uh, I know most people that listen to the the podcast know that we're primarily focused on search and, and Google properties. And you and I were talking before the show, you know, if you look at digital advertising, like Google and Facebook together basically cover the web, right? Like those yeah. two companies, you can reach everybody, anybody and everybody. Pretty much. I, I read an article, I'm looking now for the source. Uh, it was 90 plus percent of the digital ad spend growth last year came from Google and Facebook. Yeah. So everybody else was like, you know, a few percentage points of, of that growth. And, and so, uh, yeah, tons and tons of, of opportunities on, on Facebook. So we talked about a misconception. Where do most people go wrong though? When they, when they start to execute, you know, if, if someone has said, okay, I know Facebook is important. I see all these other merchants doing it. Where do e-commerce companies go wrong when they advertise on Facebook? I think, um, and my, my partner Keith actually talks about this quite a bit. And I think it's one of the things that definitely distinguishes us as an agency is that it, you know, Facebook is the online party. I mean, it really is. It, it is amazing how many people use it. First off, I think there's over 2 billion monthly active users. I mean, that's 2 billion people yeah. you can potentially reach, yeah. uh, you know, on a monthly basis. And, you know, I think there's, you know, billions more that are potentially going to be coming on the platform uh, in the coming years. But the point is this, is that uh, how you sell on Facebook is is you can't do it like you're that guy at the party that yes. you, your first interaction is, Hey, you know, you know, let's, let's, uh, propose marriage on the first date kind of thing, right. you know, right. like shove the business card in the hand and, you know, I'm going to call you and call you and really annoy you. You have to actually sort of ease into it a little bit more. And one of the things that we tend to do, and we've done this in the info space quite a bit, and it, it translates really well to the e-commerce side is you know, use video, use stories, use ways to engage people first. And then the logical next step is a transaction, whether that's registering for a webinar or whether it's a, you know, downloading a lead magnet, entering a name in an email, or whether it's purchasing a product on your e-commerce store. Typically, you do need some kind of pre-engagement content and I think that's where people go wrong. They they come, you know, onto Facebook guns a blazing, maybe thinking that they, if they, if they do have some digital ads experience, maybe they've got some search based background, you know, doing Google ads. But they bring that same sort of sensibility to Facebook. It's not quite the same thing. People not aren't really thing. searching yeah. for your yeah. stuff. They're there 
you know, scrolling through their newsfeed. I mean, I look at my wife as like the typical Facebook user because I really don't use Facebook all that much. I'm not on Facebook all that often, but I love it as a platform. It's the best advertising platform in the world as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but she uses it for all the things that you had mentioned, for news, for communicating. You know, I mean, I must get news, 10 news articles a week from her that she got from Facebook because she right. sends it on Messenger to me. So thinking about the user experience, they're not there to look for you. So you have to engage them with something first. And we typically will do that, you know, in a three-step formula with video, but, you know, also we'll, we'll just do it with just really good offers. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any one size fits all, but it sort of depends on the business, you know, what it is that you have to offer, how you're different and make people aware of it. Um, but don't be overly pushy or overly salesy. Yep. And I I think, you know, you can, you kind of look at good, sales copy, good copywriting techniques. So there's a lot of things that are universal, but you have to look at the mindset and, and the the activity that someone's in, engaged in. And and yeah, it's very different. If I'm conducting a Google search, then I'm actively looking for something. And so that message is going to be very, very different in a, uh, an AdWords text ad as it would be a Facebook post where, you know, with Facebook, you're getting my attention and you're trying to woo me and kind of bring me in and, and interrupt me and all those things. It's just a totally different... Uh, mindset, different platform for sure. Um, and and one of the things that that I've been really interested in is, you know, I, I've studied the Google algorithm for years, and we feel like we got a pretty good handle as best as you can uh, on on what Google's <laughs> doing. But but really, kind of digging into the Facebook algorithm and trying to understand what makes that work and and edge rank and how it all fits together. But I, I think one thing that, that some people may be experiencing is, you know, if you're running the wrong kind of ads on Facebook. The kind of ads that repel people and that people don't engage with and that don't they don't comment, like, share, whatever, that that's going to potentially do you a lot of harm mm. uh, in in the future. It's kind of like to, to use the Google equivalents. Like if you have an ad with really bad click through rate, yep. Google's going to stop showing that thing, or they're going to make you pay, you know, through the nose to actually get it to to show up. So um, if you could talk about you know some of the things that that a merchant needs to understand about the Facebook algorithm, I know it's constantly changing. But what are some of the the things we need to know about the the Facebook algorithm? They make it really, really easy. I think one of the most exciting things about Facebook right now is the fact that they are so catering. It's clear to us whenever we see a a new feature uh, that they're catering to the e-commerce crowd. I mean, they're you know they're they're they realize that that is an area of growth for Facebook. So that's the good news. If you run an e-commerce store or you run a, a physical store, it doesn't really matter either one. But the point is, is that all the features are sort of geared towards that because they see that as a high growth opportunity. Um, but what we tend to do, and it really, it kind of goes back to, you know, looking at things and doing things a little bit contrary to the way that I used to do them as an affiliate, for example. As an affiliate, it was always about selling and convincing and writing really good, like John Carlton, yep, you yep. know, type of copy. And that type of approach now is almost outdated. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've become like a dinosaur writing copy like that. And it's the copy that's really connects with the individual. And in many cases, maybe it's really long copy or maybe it's just super short. Um, but the point is, is that it's real and it looks like it belongs in the newsfeed. If you've got everything in all caps and, you know, asterisks and crazy kind of, you know, weird sales language, that's going to repel people. But if you have a product that, for example, is just a really cool thing and it maybe is under $50, just all you need to do is just 
show somebody, you know, shoot a video of, of it and show and talk about some of its features and say, hey, check this out and, you know, click here to, to get it kind of thing. Like you can engage people in a lot of different ways. We tend to do it with engaging copy, but especially on the e-commerce side, we use video a lot, sort of depending on what type of product it is. If it is just, hey, it's a cool type of thing, just show it in demonstration and then give them a really good offer. Uh, if it's something that requires a little bit more education, we tend to do what we refer to as the three-step video ads formula, where we try and educate and inform and entertain. And then at the logical end conclusion of that video is to take the call to action to buy the, the product or service, uh, depending on what type of customer it is. So I think that's really the key is that you, you've got to engage your audience um, and then a lot of times after you've engaged those audiences, maybe with video where they've clicked your ad, uh, they've clicked maybe all the way through to your store, you can then set up really basic retargeting ads to target those folks to just sort of give them a deal. Or if they're even deeper in your funnel, let's say that they, you know, hit your product page, you know, maybe they hit the category page and they hit the product page and they go all the way through and they, you know, don't quite make it to purchase. Well, cart abandonment. Um, is is a huge way to sort of pick up those those pieces and use uh, something like a dynamic product ad uh, on Facebook, which is one of the greater features that they've they've got on there right now for e-commerce stores, where you're just really rotating a lot of your different products, and Facebook will automatically show a product that's most relevant to your previous action, which is amazing to me, um, because as you mentioned before, the algorithm for Google is you know, I think you've got a pretty good understanding of it. Um, you know, Facebook algorithm, we've got a pretty good understanding of it, but there's certain parts of it we still don't really understand how it all works. But the point is, is they've got thousands of data points on your behavior, on not only their site, but on the platform itself. And a lot of the targeting options uh, that you have available, especially for e-commerce, will allow you to really laser target people and make it a super cost-effective uh, way to advertise your product or service. Yeah, that's awesome. And and it is it is really, I mean, it's, it's, this is an amazing time to be in the e-commerce business, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, e-commerce is going to continue to grow. Uh, there are some extreme challenges. I mean, I, I was listening to a report on uh, Amazon's third quarter earnings and you know, talk about just a behemoth and continuing to to grow and dominate in every conceivable fashion. Uh, but still, there, there's still tons of room for the the, the mid-sized merchant, the independent merchant, to do really well in e-commerce as well. But just knowing that you know Facebook, that Google, that Amazon, like they want your business, they understand that uh, you know the, the the growth in the future with online ads is going to be product driven to a large degree. So I love the fact that you say, you know, a lot of the algorithm changes, some of the new feature sets that Facebook is coming out with, it's to cater to e-commerce businesses. And, and it is, you know, I'll share just a quick uh, example. We, we helped a client a number of years ago before they, they sold their business. They uh, sold really cool fan gear. So like, uh, so I'm, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but they would sell, you know, Chiefs hoodies and uh, they sold these uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks boots, you know, for women. And so it's one of those things where, you know, Facebook gives you the ability to, you can target all the female uh, Seahawks fans and show them these really cool boots that have the uh, Seahawks logo on it. And here's the price. I'm like, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, and that can be super effective. They sold a ton of stuff using Facebook. Hey, Brett Curry here. A quick note from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to the episode. So our primary underwriter is OMG Commerce, the company that I'm the co-founder and CEO of. And as many of you know, we are a Google premier partner. And in 2016, we were one of the fastest growing premier partners 
in the entire world. We're very proud of that. And so we build full funnel campaigns for e-commerce companies. So search, shopping, video, display campaigns, we build those out. It is now time to get ready for the holidays. And so I've got two free offers for you, a resource and then an offer. And let me talk about the, the resource first. So we just recorded a webinar with our two Google reps. So our two reps flew into our headquarters here in Springfield, Missouri. We recorded a webinar, The Ultimate Guide to Holiday Prep. We talk about campaign structure. We talk about smart bidding. We talk about budgets. We talk about feed readiness and a host of other things, some new stuff coming from Google. It's a fantastic webinar. If you'll go to omgcommerce.com forward slash learn, you'll see a link to download that webinar. I suggest you check it out, share it with your team completely free of charge. The other thing is we would love to schedule a strategy session with you. So if you feel like your campaigns are not quite ready for the holidays, we'd love to schedule a strategy session, look at how your full funnel approach is looking right now, provide suggestions, provide feedback, and potential ways we could help. So if you'd like to schedule that strategy session, go to omgcommerce.com, click on get started, and there'll be a form there to schedule a strategy session. Love to connect with you. And with that, back to the episode. Now you talked about video a little bit, talked about your three-step formula, which I'd love to, to dig into a little bit, but but first talk about why is video so so powerful, so popular on Facebook right now? What why is that like the thing to consider? Well, it's uh, the cost per engagement is super low as long as um, well, not even as long as you do it right. I mean, I think you know if you've got a product that you just want to show the world what it's all about and how it's different, you can just simply with the targeting option that you had mentioned, the targeting is so good in Facebook, you can literally use a video and just show that thing in front of somebody who is most likely to buy that thing. Like perfect example is, you know, see it, Seattle Seahawks gear, you know, for females, you can target so well, you can just put that thing right in front of them inside their newsfeed. And chances are something as basic as that is going to work. It's just, it's, that's just the way that it is, especially with, you know, high passion plays. For example, like one of the, one of the products that we sell for customers is, is, um, uh, is, is dog training. It's not in the e-commerce space. We actually have another, uh, physical products, dog, uh, supply customer coming on just this month. And we'll deploy the same sort of strategy is we just, we use video to show people how we can help them by actually helping them in their newsfeed. And then at the end of that video, we then give them this call to action. So for example, in this particular video, the uh, the business owner is it's, it's literally it's a, an iPhone video. You do not need any sort of high production value. You don't need to hire you know a video crew for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can literally most of the ads that we run that are video are shot with an iPhone. If yeah. you can believe yeah. that, Be because it looks native. It looks it, it it you know if you bring some sort of high level of production to it, it starts to look and feel like an ad. Remember, you're competing against, you know, pictures of grandkids and, you yep. know, what people did on Friday night and, you know, your nephew's soccer game pictures. And if you look at in the news feed, you got to re sort of realize it is a native platform. So when you're advertising, this is great news for anyone who's selling physical products, is that all you need to do is just grab your iPhone. And what we do is we do this three-step video ads formula, which is the first step is to stop and get the scroll. Um, when you're scrolling through your newsfeed, the first thing that, that people do is they're thumbing through it. 
So what you want to do is you want to stop the scroll or stop the thumb scroll with some kind of pattern interrupt. Now, this can be, you know, that we used to sort of do it with flashing lights and, you know, big sort of layovers, a B-roll, that kind of thing. But now we don't really do that. We, we use more motion, sort of subtle ways because the human eye is drawn towards motion anyway. So it, it might be in one particular case, somebody like we just have a customer that we interviewed in the podcast just this past week is that they were hugging a blender nice. and it was sort of like this wobbly picture. It was just something that's sort of strange. Like who would have ever thought that would be a strategy on Facebook to you know hug a blender? But that the point is, is that there's motion there. It's something that is a pattern interrupt. If I'm interested in juicing is the case for that particular customer, I would probably stop and take a look and see what's going on here. So you got to do something to sort of get a pattern interrupt. So, cause remember you want to stop that thumb scroll. So once you get their, their attention, the next step is that you want them to engage. So uh, what we always do is we always upload, we sort of consider that 90% of video views on Facebook are viewed with the sound off. So it's a somewhat of a skewed statistic because Facebook counts video views slightly differently than YouTube does. But the point is this, is that we always upload what we refer to as an SRT file into the video so that there is... Um, you know, there's subtitles so people can actually read while they watch, even if they don't have the sound on. So in that sort of second phase of the video, we try to do a couple of different things, either educate, demonstrate, inform, entertain, or do some sort of transformation. So for example, one of our customers who sells lots of beauty products, um, you know, perfect example for this, this podcast here is she actually demonstrates how she uses these three specific products to cheat a fresh faced glow in the morning. And, you know, so we target women 35 to 55 with certain interests that are specific to, you know, their demographic and the video literally is a product placement or sort of a Trojan horse sort of placement as we call it while she's teaching people how to actually get this specific type of look. So while she's doing that demonstration, she's using these particular products. And then there's calls to action during the video that says, Hey, if you'd like to get this, you know, this blush, this lip liner, whatever it happens to be, you can click on the link below or on this video. And so there's an information sort of education, demonstration, transformation that kind of happens in the middle there. And then the end of the video is just a logical call to action. Hey, if that was helpful, you know, click the link in this video or on this post uh, to, to learn more or to check it out or to get your, you know, whatever it happens to be. Something that's sort of logical. So it goes through that, that three-step sequence. And, you know, in cases where you've got sort of all of those, you know, educate, demonstrate, inform, entertain, as well as show transformation, in that particular example, it sort of has all five, but you don't necessarily need to have all five. You can have like maybe one or two, and that's pretty much sufficient because people, as long as you're actually really there to try and help them and educate them and, and assist them and, you know, and getting to that known end result then chances are you're going to get, first off, lots of video views. You're going to get lots of engagement. You're going to get lots of likes, shares, comments, all things that Facebook loves. And of course, every time somebody shares a video, you don't actually pay for that. Yeah. And then it appears in somebody else's newsfeed as a non-sponsored ad. It looks actually organic. So uh, the point is, is that you've got to really sort of take it to heart, that middle part of the video. And sometimes, like I said, it's just, you know, this could be a three to four to five minute video or maybe a one minute video. 
Um, and then just a logical call to action. Then for anyone who doesn't buy, you can retarget them based upon their percentage of how long they watch the video, if they click through to your website, you know, how long they hovered on your page, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's, uh, that's a formula that works no matter what, whether it's e-commerce or whether it's information products or service-based products. It's a formula that really works. And um, it's one that's sort of the landmark or sort of the cornerstone of our business for sure. That's awesome. And, and you know, one of the things that, that I've been uh, kind of hearing and, and having uh, seen people talk about and whatnot is that it also, you know, Facebook is measuring obviously the likes and comments and shares are kind of the gold standard, it seems. But, but Facebook is also paying attention to when someone just stops, right? And even engages, like just engaging with the video, that's a positive signal to Facebook, which could help you get more impressions, you know, or, or, or cheaper impressions. Is that, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. So just stopping and pausing and watching and without really clicking or doing anything uh, is where we see, especially in the e-commerce space, when we use a lot of video, we see that as first off a big sign of engagement it's a positive signal back to facebook even though you're not really doing anything all you're doing is hovering so there's actually a new type of audience that they just came out with which actually measures that you can actually target people based upon how long they hover on your ad if you can actually nice. believe that it's interesting interesting yeah so super cool stuff coming down the line but what we'll typically see and because we'll run you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of uh, facebook ads is that we'll actually see with our video uh ads we'll see lots of what's referred to as and i'm sure you know what this one is is view through conversions because what they'll do is they'll hover over the ad they might not click but then they'll go google that product or service, and then maybe buy through some of your ads, you yep, know, yep. or maybe through an organic search. So we and, see, and then we get to you know, fight over the credit. It's great. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> but but Facebook takes the credit there. You know, they, they do. They do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and then we get into a you know a war of words with our adware agency is right. who's smarter. You know, <laughs> exactly. Money. But it, I mean, the the key is from my perspective, like you you got to have both. You need both because. That's the way people shop. We talk about that with with Amazon sellers as well. You know, someone sees something on on Facebook. Facebook maybe got them interested and got them eager to to find out more. But if they're busy or they're they're doing something else, you know, that they, they might not click right then. But then, you know, the next step will be I'm going to go to Google and try to find this this product or this company and and learn more. So yeah, I mean, we've got you know e-commerce customers that their business sort of rises and falls with their Facebook ad spend, which means that their Google search, their display, everything that comes through organic as well as their Amazon, you know, because Facebook sort of initiates that first touch. So if we have like a credit card issue or something like that, our Facebook ads go down for a day, which hasn't happened recently, thank God. But you know the trickle down effect is that their Google ads, their display ads, their Amazon sales all take a hit accordingly. So you know, I think, like you said, you've, you've got to look at all of them together. Yep. And yep. if you're if you're not doing Google search or Google display um, and you're just doing Facebook ads, you should be doing that. If you're just doing Google search and Google display, you should be doing, you know, um, Sorry, scratch that. <laughs> if you're doing Facebook ads, but you're not doing Google search and Google display, you should be doing all of them together. Yes. And yes. the point is, is that it's one big ecosystem and your business is going to profit from it no matter what, no matter who gets the last click credit. Yeah. So. yeah and that's, and one of the things that I'm really excited about, I talk about on the podcast a lot is, you know, we're, we're going to get better at attribution. You know, Google is working on a solution to kind of help solve that where, 
you know, they can look at all conversion paths because there are very few conversion paths that are just, oh, I saw an ad for the first time and then I click and purchase. Like that doesn't happen very often. Right. Usually it's, I see a Facebook ad, I go and visit, I don't buy. I, I go about my business, I see a remarketing ad, maybe I don't still don't buy. And then finally I go search for the product and then I do buy. And so, you know, looking at all of those conversion paths, using machine learning to kind of see what lift each individual component has like that that's kind of where we're where the industry is headed which i'm really excited about there'll probably be other people that, that try to solve that that problem as, as well but i think the the key is yeah, you have to think about it like your your customer you know they're your customers on both platforms you have to uh reach them in the right way on on each of the the platforms one of the things that we measure a lot because we do some youtube ads and stuff as well is looking at brand lift so what's What's this, you know, YouTube campaign that we could run that maybe then causes a spike in uh, branded searches? And Facebook does the same thing. You're absolutely right. We we uh, worked with an apparel company where uh, there was a period of a, like a week or so, and we said, "Man, your brand campaigns are way down." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, we we turned off Facebook for a while." <laughs> so then we were like, "Well, why did you do that? <laughs> that was silly." Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, the two do definitely work together. Yeah, I mean, between the two of them, you've got, like you said, like ninety percent or eighty percent of the internet covered. So right. why not do them all? Yep, yep, <laughs> you know? exactly, exactly. So let's talk about some of the new things. You, you talked about a lot of the new features that Facebook is rolling out, geared towards e-commerce. You know, Facebook knows that e-commerce is is uh, going to be, you know, kind of the future for them, at least in part. So can you can you talk about some of those new features, new changes that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the, the the features that we're most excited about right now are, I think it's a combination of even better data to be able to sort of analyze our ads. There's a lot of sort of uh, very high-level intelligence and analysis reporting that's coming down the line. We're getting a sneak peek at it uh, next Friday, as a matter of fact. Nice. And yeah, I mean, the analysis and in, in the you know, the data that's there right now is tremendous, but this is an even deeper level of understanding. So, you know, as, as data geeks, we really want to delve in as, as deep as we possibly can. And you know that the data is there. Facebook just hasn't shown it all to us. Um, you know, I mean, they say that they've got, you know, tens of thousands of data points on every individual user. You can just imagine how much data they have on, on the advertising platform, you know, as far as user behavior goes. So that's one of the things that we're really pretty excited about just to make our ads even more effective. But uh, I, I think on the on the e-commerce side specifically, there's been so many new products that have come out just in the last year or so that, you know, when they first come out, sometimes they're not really that great when they first introduce them. And then over time, they get better and better. Uh, one of the ones that we really like right now, which came out about a year ago, and it's actually we're getting a lot of traction with it now, um, is called uh, Broad Audience Dynamic or broad audience dynamic product ads, which basically means that you can target uh, individuals who have, in essence, visited your competitors' sites or competitors' websites, and Facebook knows that behavior because those competitors have uploaded what's referred to as a product feed for their Facebook ads. So the more users, more e-commerce users that come online on Facebook, the smarter this feature is actually going to become. So nice. think about it this way. If you're selling sporting goods, 
you know, and you're, you know, you've got a local store and, you know, and your hometown of Kansas City, you can actually set, put a product ad, a dynamic broad audience targeting ad for your individual store and borrow data that maybe Dick's Sporting Goods has used in the past or, you know, any of the huge retailers. And those people who have perhaps maybe, you know, gone looked at, you know, lacrosse stick on Dick's Sporting Goods, maybe you sell lacrosse sticks. Well, those people that searched and looked for and clicked or viewed an ad for Dick's Sporting Goods lacrosse sticks, you can now actually target them with this broad audience, what we call no targeting DPA ad, which is unbelievable. Um, so the, the power of this platform, I mean, like how much data Facebook has, you're now being able to sort of piggyback on some of the larger brands as a small to mid-sized business, especially if you're in those broader markets. Um, this isn't true of every market. If you're really, really niche, it, you, these types of ads might not be quite as effective, but we've seen that in broad audience, uh, niches like health and beauty, you know, health and wellness, sporting goods, you know, you name it, like pets, um, you know, supplements, all that kind of, all those types of industries, these types of ads are hugely effective. So in essence, how you set them up is you just write some copy, usually fairly simple, and then you plug it in and literally Facebook will show the right product from your product feed to the right type of customer based upon what they have actually, wow. uh, what their user behavior was prior. So that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and you, you talked about in the beginning or earlier, you talked about, you know, dynamic remarketing ads and that's something that works well on Google as well is that, you know, someone's been to your site, you know, you've got the Facebook pixel, you've got your feed uploaded to Facebook. They saw that, Hey, this person clicked on the, you know, the, the Boston Red Sox jersey. And so now when they're back in Facebook, I'm going to show them ads for the, the Red Sox jersey. So I think we all we all get that because we, we've we all experienced that. You know, I, I go to this retailer, I see ads for that retailer for that product. But this, what you're talking about now, this is like this blowing my mind and super exciting, uh, like a marketer's dream where, where you know, because there, there's some advertisers you may get that say, well, I don't really have a remarketing list yet or I you know, just uploaded the pixel, whatever. Yeah. Um, now Facebook is saying, oh, you're, you're selling Red Sox jerseys? Okay, I know who's interested in that. Right. I know who's clicked on Red Sox jerseys in the last month. So I'm just going to show your ads to those people. That's, that's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. That's exciting. It's a deeper level of like the interest targeting inside Facebook is great anyway. So you could target, you know, Red Sox and then, you know, if maybe you're selling to females, you could cross target that or what we call uh, flex targeting with those two interests. But this is a whole different level of of targeting. This is somebody who actually has physically gone and looked for there's intent, yep. almost like, yep. you know, in search. You know, it's sort of like you're retargeting on your competitors' backs, yeah, which is yeah. pretty tremendous. Which is amazing. Everybody, I, well, not everybody, but I, I get asked that a lot. People say, hey, can we remarket to people who've been to our competitors' sites? <laughs> and, and, and the answer has always been, no, not really. I mean, you can, you can do things like custom affinity audiences and Google and stuff like that. But yeah, this, this is phenomenal. So this is something that's out now or it's, it's going to be released or where, where is this? I believe it came out about a year ago. So this is sort of how Facebook works. Sometimes they'll put out new products immediately. We'll, you know, jump on the bandwagon for like dynamic product ads, which you were talking about, which is more like a remarketing kind of thing. So yep. when that came yep. out, we were all over that immediately and immediately made, you know, huge lift for us. But we're most interested, most customers are interested in hiring us as an agency for cold traffic. 
So how can I take, you know, ice cold traffic? Maybe I don't have a list. Maybe I don't have a Facebook presence. Maybe I've been doing Google ads for a while. How can I get some momentum immediately? And, you know, a cold traffic audience like that broad audience, no targeting audience is perfect for that. So, um, but it's, yeah, it's a deeper level because it's showing that intent as opposed to just interest. So even if you, you know, even if you didn't do these types of ads and you, you know, were selling like in our example, the lacrosse stick, you, you know, you could actually look up lacrosse stick brands, you know, and punch that in as your interest. And you would probably have a really good campaign because that actually shows, you know, a level of intent to a certain degree in interest targeting. But these types of ads mean that you have physically actually gone to the store and considered a purchase. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's something that as as the Facebook platform grows and as more and more e-commerce uh, businesses get on the platform, that targeting option is going to become more and more powerful because Facebook will have more and more data on it. So, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool stuff. Yep. That's that's awesome, yeah. And one one other thing that that we've heard and and seen from some other experts we know and talk to is that um, the the uh, goals and then there may be a, a, a more accurate term for it. But if you if you tell Facebook my goal is clicks or my goal is engagement or my goal is sales and conversions, that it seems like Facebook is getting better and better at optimizing towards that goal. So that if I am looking to sell more T-shirts or lacrosse sticks um, that Facebook is getting better at targeting. Yes, people who've been clicking and interested in lacrosse sticks, like you said, but also people who, who are likely to purchase, who have purchased online recently and things like that. Is Are you, are you seeing that as well? Yeah. I mean, a, a common thing that we'll do is, I mean, I think the, the power of the, well, the, you know, the Facebook pixel is what we always refer to it, but it, it really, that's the... That's the little piece of code that's placed on your your website, and it gives a signal back to Facebook. Uh, and we use that, you know, just like you guys use for you know for Google Search and for display as well. Is it signals a conversion when somebody actually goes through and actually makes a purchase, or they you know put in their name or their email address, sends a signal back to the platform that tells us that there was a conversion with this ad set and interest in this particular ad. Great, perfect. You know that targeting, that tracking works really, really well. Um, you know, with the with the upgraded Facebook Pixel that happened about a year and a half or so, the target, the the reporting on Facebook has gotten even better and more precise. But the secondary part to that is most of our campaigns we run traffic for customers is with the website conversion objective, and that's when the power of the Facebook Pixel really, really takes shape because. What that pixel tells Facebook is that every time somebody has a conversion event, let's say a purchase for, you know, a pair of socks on your store, Facebook now knows that they purchased a pair of socks based upon, you know, that that targeting as well as, you know, the data that's sent back to Facebook. But what the, the pixel also does it learns the more data it's actually given it learns and finds more people like those people who have purchased socks in your audience let's say you've got a target audience of five million people who have the interest of socks let's just say for example in the United States with a certain you know age demographic well in that audience of five million people there might be you know maybe a million people who are referred to as converters. And maybe inside that million, only maybe several hundred thousand or maybe tens of thousands of those people are, you know, potentially converters for a pair of socks. Facebook will figure out 
who those people are based upon the data for current converters. So what we typically will see is that when we start a campaign, we'll see purchases um, at a higher cost per purchase. But as the algorithm gets smarter, typically about the seven-day point is when you start to really gather data, provided that you have at least 50 conversions in your particular ad set. Facebook almost just starts to go out and just figures it out. It's like the, the cost per acquisition, the cost per purchase comes down dramatically. And it's because the algorithm is working to figure out more of those people that look like those people that have already converted. They're going out and finding them and only showing the ad in front of them. So the more data you give it, the more money you spend, obviously. Right, in this right. case, the smarter the algorithm gets. So, you know, Facebook isn't necessarily a set it and forget it kind of platform yet. There's always going to be, you know, ad fatigue and you got to write new copy and you got to give different offers. And we're constantly working on hooks and, and you know, ways in which we can engage the the audience more, but the algorithm has really enabled us as an agency to really leverage that knowledge and that intelligence to get pretty awesome results for our customers. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me how smart the damn thing is. Yeah. And, and getting smarter all the time, but you're absolutely right. There's there, you still have to have that strategic piece and the, and the creative piece, the human element of, yeah. you know, what is my headline going to be? How am I going to craft my picture, my video? And and create this personality that people want to engage with. But yeah, the beauty of Facebook's algorithm and how they're innovating is that they're just doing so many things that we couldn't physically do yeah. uh, and putting it all together to make our, our job better, make us more effective. So um, that's awesome. So uh, any anything that's kind of like on the rumor mill or or that's, that's maybe coming down the pike soon, any, any changes you're looking forward to? I think one of the biggest things for us is that when we start with a customer, uh, whether it's e-commerce or whether it's a services business or or, uh, or an information-based business, is that we tend to do a lot of uh, testing up front. And, and then we sort of figure out what type of message, what creative, what ad copy, what avatar, you know, works best with our, with our ads. And we sort of force the algorithm or force Facebook to, um, to test dozens, if not hundreds of different variables, um, through something that we call the Michigan method. And it's sort of long and complex, but the point is, is that it's sort of a, a B testing on steroids. It really is multivariate testing at its best between interest groupings, you know, different creatives, ad copy headlines, you name it. And it's a, it's a great way in which we've been able to figure out very quickly what type of message and what type of interest uh, and targeting works best. But that testing of creatives up front has been something that Facebook has really woefully lacked in. So they've just recently uh, enabled a feature that we're just starting to test called dynamic creatives. And that allows you to test 30 variations of an ad. Um, whether it's headline, description, post copy, image, you know, the call to action button. Uh, it, it's something that we're really pretty excited about uh, using so that we can test this stuff on a mass scale. And, you know, we'd have to sort of force the algorithm, force the platform to kind of do that work for us. And we tended to come into a lot of what we refer to as audience overlap. Let's say if we're targeting that, you know, lacrosse stick manufacturers interest targeting group, well, we might be sending 20 or 30 ads to that same group. Eventually, they all start to cannibalize each other. 
Um, but in the two or three weeks that we use for testing, we eventually figure out what combination of ad copy and, and image works. Now Facebook is going to be able to do this for you as opposed to us force feeding it. So this dynamic creative feature is something um, as well as their split testing feature, which just came online. Uh, you know, just this past week, and we were a beta tester for that, uh, which is, you know, you can split test different objectives or different bidding, you know, all kinds of other stuff. So the testing variables that are coming out right now for Facebook and the fact that they're so easy to use or they appear to be at first blush uh, are stuff that we're really, really excited about because it, it's going to take away a lot of the manual labor that we used to have to do to set up campaigns. So, you know, giving us the, the better ability to, to serve our customers and get really good results for them. Super cool. Super cool. That, that sounds exciting. It'll be going to be fun to watch that for sure. Uh, well, Ralph, this has been phenomenal. Um, we could keep going. I know we may have to do part two at some point because it's been so good. Uh, but how can people connect with you? So how can they connect with Dominate Web Media if they say, yes, I want to take my Facebook ads to the next level? How can I connect with these guys? Uh, how, how can they best find you? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's dominatewebmedia.com. You can certainly go there and, and check out all the resources. There's, uh, like I said, there's information on how to do your ads. Maybe you're not quite ready to uh, to have an agency uh, run your ads, but you want to learn how to do them. Uh, that's, there's no better resource on the web as far as I'm concerned. Um, my partner Keith runs that site and he does all the education there. So there's, you know, some low price products and there's coaching and sort of done with you and do it yourself uh, kind of stuff there. And then also, if you were interested in looking at an agency, um, you know, there is actually a form on that site where you can actually submit and submit a request. Uh, or you can just email, you know, our business development director, Adam Killam at adam at dominatewebmedia.com. You know, we love to spam his inbox there. Absolutely. He always loves Absolutely. it when I mention that. Adam's so. a good guy too. He's, he's a good <laughs> yeah. guy, good guy to chat with and, and good guy to spam as well. So, so yeah, absolutely. That. Spam yeah. away. Spam yeah, away. Um, and then you want to talk just uh, quickly about your, your podcast. I'm a, I'm a fan do you want to give a quick plug for that? Yeah, it's called the Perpetual Traffic Podcast, and I host it with uh, Keith Krantz and Molly Pittman from Digital Marketer. And uh, we're going on almost, we're coming up on, I think, three years now doing Man, this thing. that's phenomenal. That's a good run. Yeah, yeah. So we've got 100-something episodes, and you know, we talk about Facebook ads. We've got guests that come on. Uh, case studies, uh, you know, mostly about just social, you know, advertising in general, but just because the three of us love the Facebook ads platform so much, we end up talking about Facebook ads a lot. So, you know, if there's specifics there, definitely check out uh, perpetual traffic podcast on iTunes. Yeah. And it's all, it's one of those topics that's always changing. So, I mean, what, you know, what, uh, is, is news today on Facebook, you know, is not going to be news tomorrow and you know, there's going to be something else new. And so, uh, I think you guys are smart to, to put your focus is primarily there. So uh, awesome. Ralph Burns, everybody, man. Way, way to go. Crushing it, Ralph. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Yep. Good stuff. So check Ralph out. And uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we would love your feedback. Love to hear what topics you'd like us to explore next. Uh, we would also love that review on iTunes. That helps other people discover the show, other people just like you discover the show. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, 
or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. 